Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, Mr. DeWine. So nice to have you in the Idea Collective studio uh, stage. This is like a long time coming. I know I teased <laughs> Will um, about me. Having, it literally took me like three years to get him on the show. Yeah. I think you beat the record. Like oh. I've been trying to get you on the show forever. All right. But um, here we are. Here we are. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem at all. Before we get into the good stuff, I know you have a lot to share. I know I, I'm inspired by your story and how you've been able to get where you are. But before we get into any of that stuff, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> you, were, you. you were ready. <laughs> I want to start off like, oh yeah, he's not going to come, like he's not going to bring energy and then like next thing you know, my oh yeah snaps. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Cool. Give us the two minute version. Who, what, why, where is the wine cherry? Gotcha. Duan Cherry, business owner, husband, Christian, coach, all-time lover. It's a lot of good stuff. And what's funny is when we first met, <laughs> I believe you were most of those things, but you weren't a husband. No, I was not. Um, and we were teasing before we hit record. You didn't yeah. even have a beard. When, I did not. <laughs> I, I really did not. No, I was, I'm still young, but I was, I was really young, honestly. And yes, I found the love of my life. Um, it really is weird. And, and we were talking about this. It's just, it feels like just yesterday we were, you know, back in the lab and, you know, I was year two of getting my business off the ground and I, like I was going on dates and things like that. Now, like fast forward, I'm married, um, in the life planning stage, which means working on building and designing that whole little cool process of a home. And then, of course, life planning, meaning like having kids. And we've had numerous conversations about it. I, I know for sure we like have a specific time, but, you know, with sometimes it's just like, you know, it, whatever the chips are and they fall in your hands, you have to be prepared. But like for us, we really do uh, want to travel and things like that. But yes, life planning, like house, kids, all that. Yeah. And, we're, and I'm honestly, it feels weird to say this, but I'm excited. I really am excited. I mean, creating humans can be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> when they're there and they're, and I feel like crying and everything else is like, Ugh. but like, honestly, I, I, yes, the creation part of it, it is very, very fun. Yeah. So it's funny because people used to say this to me all the time when we first, you know, were married and we first started having kids and they're like, you know, enjoy every moment because it's going to go by so fast. And I remember thinking, you know, okay, whatever. But now I have a 16 year old, but literally the one she wakes up in the morning, she says, hi, she goes out, warms her car up and drives herself to school 
drives himself like it's like I literally remember when I carried you around in a extremely heavy for some reason uh, car really, seats. They really like, are. I'm a grown man, and so I. It's just amazing how fast time goes. So I'll, I'll share with you, just like they share with me, and enjoy it. It's a it's a really really cool part of of marriage and life. So um, I'm super excited for for both of you. If you get if you get numerous calls from me at like nine o'clock at night. Don't think it's weird. Just know Dewan's probably calling me for fatherly advice right now. Let me answer this phone call. So fair <laughs> warning you. Fair warning you. No worries. You know, that's what I'm here for. So talk about the Christian part, right? Because that is something that over the years, it seems like now more and more people are um, are open to, to talk about that side of them. Why are you so open um, about that part of your life? Um, well, I'm very open about that part, uh, mainly because of my story of when I was in college. So I feel like that, um, you know, my freshman year through junior year was a very trialing time, I'll say, because, you know, there's a there's a statistic that said, I think it said something like nine out of 10 students or something like that of the faith uh, lose their faith, um, whether if they go to a Christian college or not. And the reason why is because that that uh, first year of being a freshman, no matter who you are, I don't care if you are like the were the jock of high school or just like the quiet person in high school. That first week, there's nothing but parties. There's nothing but, of course, if you're a guy, um, a lot of girls and things like that. And of course, if you're an athlete and a really really good athlete, which you know I ran track and field and I was a really good track and field runner. Like when you come in and you know you're running ten nine and you're jumping twenty two or twenty one, right? People notice how good you are and they want to associate themselves with you. And along with that comes a lot of parties. It comes a lot of hanging around with girls and things like that. And you fall away from your Christian beliefs about, you know, of course, not not sleeping around and things like that and many other things. And so for me, you know, I always tell my story, you know, especially as a coach now about the people are going to offer you numerous, like numerous advice. I always say the exact same thing, which is you got to focus. And especially if you're a Christian, you have to have a strong focus because that can deteriorate you from your faith. And I say that because you stop going to church, you stop wanting to go home to go to church, you stop wanting to um, hang out with friends that are keeping, that want, that see the real you, but you think, oh, like they don't have my best interests. Like the friends that are just super chill and they don't seem to have a problem with it. Like, oh yeah, you can miss one, you can miss two, just hang out with us, right? That's people leading you away from your faith. And so, yes, you consistently see yourself fall apart, fall away from your faith to the point where you don't read your Bible, you don't go to church anymore, you don't do the foundational things that, you know, the Bible wants you to do, and that your true peers wants to see you get closer to God. You start to just not turn a blind ear from that. And next thing you know, you just stop believing as a whole because you think the idea of God stopped listening to me, God seems like he's never there. You just start to believe that, and that tears you, tears your relationship with you and God. And so that was me, right? That was, you know, there was a point where in college I did that. I partied. I, I'm not afraid to say that I slept around because, you know, I feel like parents and everyone else don't want to talk about that, but that's what their kids are literally doing. And so knowing that I've experienced that, 
And it wasn't until, you know, and, and once again, I always share this. It wasn't until I almost, I fell asleep at the wheel and almost killed my best friend that this was a wake up call for me. I actually, I've only told one or two people that and because it's so deep. So when I say like, you know, I, this part of my story, I, I share, but then like, I don't at the same time, but now I feel it's a need to share it because I don't want kids to get to a point where something like this could happen. And it wasn't until I woke up the next morning and I was like peeling and my friend's okay. And I was just, I woke up the next morning and I remember just peeling little pieces of glass from my hair. And I remember going outside and it was like the perfect, it was like the perfect like sunrise. And I honestly felt like I felt the presence of God being there. And I said, I have to change. Like I literally have to change. And so that was a big turning point in my life. And of course, I, 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 after that, I, you know, I went through a bad breakup. I continued to keep making mistakes, but I never wanted to get to a point where that happened. And so to really summarize is I talk about my faith because there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids right now that are, that are going to go to college, that are going to experience that same, almost the same sort of situation where, you know, every decision that they make, it impacts their future, you know, whether they think it or not. And so me as a coach, as a mentor, if I have the ability to drive up and grab coffee and just have a conversation, how's things going? You know, how's your spiritual life? You know, what can I do as a coach to help you? Um, as a mentor, what can I do to help you? Then I'm going to do that. There are so many kids, but I do my best at trying to just meet up with them and, and have coffee. So it's important to me because there's so many things that as a Christian we're fighting nowadays. I feel like even me saying this at 27 years old, I can see all of the the wrongdoings of the world right now. It's crazy. And, you know, I just try to be, be a mentor and to just guide people on the right path. It happened to me. And I know it's people are going to face the same situations or similar um, or not. But yeah, I, it's important because at the end of the day, I want people to have a strong relationship with God and I want them to, you know, ultimately get to heaven and feel, you know, be in the kingdom with God. So I feel like there's a cool thing going on right now where it's almost like you have to choose your sides. And what's cool about it is when you know what side you're on, you're like, you can boldly declare it and, and not apologize. And I'm at the age now or in the season of my life where I should say where I literally don't care what people think, like quite literally to the point where I have to so catch myself sometimes not to be too forward with that. But I'm I this is who I am. This is the package. This is what I believe. And that's it. You like it or, or, or not. And I'm, I'm OK either way. Talk about relationship. The underlying theme I hear when I hear you talk about that is you value relationship and you you're pretty good at it. Talk talk about relationships and why that why that's so important. Yeah, I love being around. Honestly, I think my love for relationships is because I just generally like being around people personally. It's crazy because like wife, she, I feel like I'm now turning her like because she's an introvert and I feel like I'm turning her to be an extrovert now. But relationships are important to me because it just seems like they take you far beyond anything that you can imagine. Right. I always say, you know, it's you know, you never know who can be your next business partner. You can you never know who can be your next friend. You can, you never know who can be your next investor, you know, whatever the case may be. So it, it's weird saying this, but even if you're at an airport, which is numerous people 
are at an airport. You never know. It's always good to strike up a conversation. Library. It's always good to strike up a conversation at a festival. Um, of course, at a networking event. I just think once you enter a room and you have so many positive people saying positive things about you, it just makes up for a better ongoing situation for whatever that you're doing in life, right? Um, even if you're in a corporate position. But I honestly feel like relationships take you far beyond anything that you can imagine. I'll give you an example, actually. So one of my good friends moved to Atlanta. And so I remember going out there and there is an event. I remember just scrolling through Eventbrite. It was just a random like Thursday. And there's this event going on in Atlanta. It's called The Gathering Spot. Very, very popular uh, spot. And so uh, my friend didn't want to go. And I was like, well, you know what? Fine. So he gave me his ticket. And so I met one of my good friends named Andre, another good friend um, as well, too, who uh, they bought me something to drink down there. They introduced me to a few friends. So just that, just me having a friend that moved to Atlanta, uh, but also my friend knowing someone that was a member of the gathering spot said, hey, I'm not going. You can take my ticket. Have fun. Showed up. Huge event, right? I was nervous, which is very odd for me. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to lay back. I'm just going to, you know, have a conversation and just allow people to know who I am. And just doing that simple thing, just that one relationship can take you a place that you didn't think you were ever going to go. Gathering Spot, very popular. I think they have three spaces around the country right now. Very popular, especially with uh, black founders and things like that, amongst other uh, cultures as well, too. But I mean, that one connection um, led me to having another connection, which built even greater relationships. And then from that relationship, I actually landed a client, a part of a co-working space. It was, uh, I think it was five black co-workers or co-founders, excuse me, um, started this co-working tech space. And I believe they partnered with uh, Microsoft for one of their like micro events or something like that. But it was from that relationship that I already had that led me to another relationship that led me to like a client. So, and it's, yeah, it, it's important to just continue to keep expanding, continue to keep having those conversations. And then not only that, it's not a one-time thing. You're not, you know, always taking. There's some parts of it you have to give as well too. So following up, buying coffee, um, buying lunch, all those little small components matter. So it's important to cherish each relationship, to build each relationship. But sometimes that just requires you getting out of your comfort zone and actually doing it. So yeah, relationships are important. So talk about relationships in terms of businesses, right? So we're, we're both business owners. How do you help business owners create, maintain, and grow relationships? Yeah. So one of my three favorite things, it's not for me, it's one of my favorite creators called, uh, his name is Ryan Serhan. He always say, follow up, follow back, follow through. And so what I do specifically is, so one of my clients now, he serves veterans, and, you know, just, you know, veterans, people that are, you know, currently serving. And so one of the projects I did is with the Wisconsin Veteran Chamber Annual Business Conference. And I said, hey, I think it would be a great, I think it would be a great situation for you if you go to either join, um, of course, um, knowing that that's your, you know, portfolio of clients, I'll say, and discuss how and what you do to better serve that population of people. And so one of the key things I said is, of course, it's always consist- consistency. So as soon as you get plugged in, make sure that you do everything you can to care about your core clientele, whether if they are your clientele or possibly your clientele. And so I said, yes, 
uh, join the chamber. I'm not sure if you did or not. Join the chamber. Talk about what you do. Talk about the importance of your service. But not only that, do whatever you can. You know, volunteer your time. You know, it's always good. Once again, kind of going back to that, it's always good to give more than you take. So volunteer your time. But at the end of the day, people will see that and people understand, okay, this is somebody that obviously loves, not just wants to have us as a clientele, but really is knee deep and passionate about what he does and who he serves. So, and he's giving a lot. So yes, it's all about positioning yourself, uh, but making sure that you're consistent, right? There's numerous people um, that are financial advisors, which are which is my type of clientele, but it's the one that's going to be different that matters. And it starts with relationships. It starts with being consistent and, you know, you volunteering and you helping out and supporting whatever the case may be. So yes, I, I essentially just say position yourself uh, as soon as you start to establish those relationships, be more consistent and always follow back. Always reach out, you know, whether if it's annually, quarterly, whatever the case may be, but consistency matters. What do people do wrong in, in, in your um, opinion? They all say the same thing. <laughs> they all say the same thing. I mean, being you really unique and it really matters. And kind of going back to that, they're not consistent. Yeah, it, you know, you turn a corner. I'm going to go a little bit deep here. You turn a corner and there's numerous financial advisors, right? And they all say the same thing. They all look the same way. But who's different, right? Who's more passionate about their work? Whether if they're in year one, year five, year 10, year 15, year 20. It's just important, right? It's almost like even myself having a marketing company. You have to find ways of being unique and just being consistent, right? People, when people say, oh, follow up uh, the next quarter. Okay, next quarter, name a couple of dates, right? Okay, um, March 15th or, 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 or April 15th or something like that, right? Um, okay, got it down April 15th, whatever. Call back April 15th, 9 o'clock a.m. Hey, how's it going? It's, it's just all about being consistent and being unique, right? Add them to your newsletter. I know it's I know everyone's doing it, but if you really do have a unique newsletter, it works as well too. But yes, consistency and just being unique. Yes, and I think that's the two things that people get it wrong. Why, why do you think brands have such a difficult time with authenticity? Because they don't know who they are. They really don't. You know, I think they, they pick the good niche that they think they can profit the most money from. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, if you don't know who you are, it's kind of, it's going to be very, very hard to understand what you're selling and the individuals that you're selling to. I really do think that, you know, I've talked to, you know, kind of the, you know, older business owners. And I feel like there's this, like, oh, I know who I am like, you know, but what does that have to do with sales? It's like, it has everything to do with sales, right? Literally like, everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like. Like uh, people want to buy into how you make them feel, right? I think that's the reason why bigger brands like like Netflix and Starbucks kind of take the cape on that 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 feeling, that experience. When you walk through a Starbucks, right, it really is an experience of how they, for example, how they you know position their furniture, right, the aesthetic of the room. All of the time you walk through the door, seeing all of that, those colors make you feel calm. Going all the way up to the counter, talking with a barista that is setting your day off. It's almost like they know, how, like that you're gonna have a great day, and you ha and it's like nine o'clock in the morning, like you haven't even had a full day yet, and it just seems like based off of their service that you're gonna have a great day. But it's that experience. It's that. It's that. This is how I made you feel within the first, I don't know, like 30 seconds. So that's the biggest thing. I, I think, you know, knowing your brand, understanding who you are, it feels so much more better. And people feel like they can have a conversation um, about who you are, even when you're not in a room, right? You've made them feel a certain way that they're talking about you when you're not in a room versus just having a business, selling an item, and it's a one-off conversation. Oh, you don't want to buy? Uh, don't, yeah. it's, it's a 
different feeling. It's a whole different feeling when you can make someone feel different than what they felt an hour ago, 30 minutes ago. I think, too, business and the way business is done has shifted. I've seen a noticeable change. Um, I've been at this a little bit. It used to be if you have what I need for the price that I can am willing to pay, then I would do business with you. Now people, to your point, they want to, like, know, trust you, and they want to do business with, with humans, with other humans. Talk a little bit about video and why video is is seemingly taking over. Like everybody's doing video, video podcasts, video, 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 video. What, what, what's the big deal about video? It's probably the number one tool that people can relate to the most, I feel. I don't know. I feel when you see something visually and you're really hearing a person's story, you feel as if you're in the room with them or that it's almost as if it's almost like there's some sort of like relatability or like, yeah, I'll say relatability. It just tells a better story visually. You know, people are attracted to movies and movies tell a great story. And if you can create almost like a movie-like feel to whatever message you're trying to portray to your specific type of clientele for your business, then it's going to have that same sort of emotion behind it. You know, I'm a fan, of course, of other platforms, podcasting, of course, you know, graphics, still graphics, things like that. But I feel like when it, well, I feel like when video is involved, it just captures you. It brings you into the story and it takes you along the ride. It's the author or conductor of the story and you're just the passenger. And I feel that when you're the passenger at the end of the ride you're just like wow that is absolute that was absolutely amazing i want to go again i want to go again i want to go again if you can use video to do that then you're already set honestly set for life but video it, it's just no better way to take someone on a ride and to allow that person to understand and to feel the way you want them to feel as the conductor and of course if you're part of the audience then you're just along the ride and you're just enjoying it and so there's no better way there's no better tool um, than video got it yeah yeah um he dewan is is chuckling there because he knows i'm an i'm an audio guy yeah. now i will say <laughs> let's still love you there is a there is a a deepness to the imagination right when you're just listening to something and and you don't you're not told what to see you let your mind's eye visualize it based on your experiences expressions and how you see hear feel the world so there's something to be said about that but i will say video if done well is to your point is is a very very powerful thing i think i think you need both but i think you have to understand the effect that both has and use both effectively so yes absolutely so absolutely not that i disagree with you but you know i think both have their place yeah if you ever watch a movie with no audio it, it or like no music or anything like that it's just it's gonna look weird right like the avengers uh it was like almost like a two-hour movie or an hour or something like that and if you watch the avengers just imagine watching the avengers movie with like no sound and i mean of course like just actors talking to each other but just no sound no dramatic sound or no dramatic music or like no like sad music it would feel really awkward or or, <laughs> it with, was just, the, or with no sound like yeah, you're just like, watching the the video yeah it would be strange. Yes, it would be really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, unless you're uh Charlie Chaplin, then he then that's that that was I was I don't know how they did that back when, you know, back in the day, whenever that was. But I mean, I'm a huge fan of how Charlie Chaplin was still conducted his art, but I was like, I don't know how you guys did this with no no sound or nothing like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah. So, what what are what's your favorite part or aspect of your your business? Like two part, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. How'd you get into video and what's your favorite part? 
Yeah, uh, I got into video. So <laughs> this is a funny story. I, I feel like everyone's gonna probably gonna enjoy this. So when I was in fourth grade, this is a fourth or fifth grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Wolf. This is my uh, English class. Uh, big stocky guy, beard, glasses, really cool dude. Taught me a lot actually. I watched the movie Troy. At which, if anybody, does, so it was a it was a movie directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Had Brad Pitt in there. Had Orlando Bloom in there. And so, of course, it talked about the, the, the Trojan story. And so, Troy, or, uh, Trojans, Greeks, whatever. And so, the movie was violent. And so, I look back, I, remember, <laughs> I told this story to a few people. They're like, that movie's pretty violent for a fourth grade class. And I was like, you know, I didn't really think about it. But yeah, that movie's pretty violent. Like, literally, the opening scene where it was Agrius and it was uh, uh, Achilles. And it was a, a best man on best man. But that movie was extremely violent. So, but I remember sitting there and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> and I remember saying, I don't know how this whole thing was put together, but this is what I want to do. And so it was like other kids in class was like wanted to be like rappers and everything else. And I was just like, no, I want to do this. <laughs> and so that's where it really all started. And so, of course, I started writing. I started drawing. I had my first internship with the Marquee Repertory Theater um, coming out of high school. So that was like my first like official internships and things like that. I did take a acting and modeling class actually at John Casablanca. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, they're still, they're still going. Um, and they taught me everything with having confidence on stage, knowing how to create a live performance, um, certain movements within an actor, certain dramatic, how to, how to cry on cue. Um, I learned all of that um, at a very, very young age before I took my internship. Fast forward, took my internship at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater where I was taught, you know, understanding different personality types because the stage guys, they have a different personality types than the designers. The designers have a different personality types than the engineers. So I learned a lot about that, right? Um, I remember came, coming in bubbly and everything else. And I learned stage guys, they get in two, like, yeah, one, two o'clock in the morning because, of course, they have to go through all different types of inventory they're and setups bubbly. and things like that. They're not bubbly. They just, they're just A, B, C, D. Like, they're, they're just, okay, this is done. Next production. This is done. Next production. Make sure transition. Next production. So I learned a lot about that. Learning how to talk with actors, of course, because they're trying to become a character, right? You have to motivate them to become a character. If they're a sensitive butterflower and they're a character that, you know, believes in all good and everything else, you have to treat them that way. All right. If there's a character that's a ruling father, that's a, you know, you have to, you have to motivate them to be that character. And so, yeah, um, I learned a lot about that um, throughout the internship. And then, of course, college, first internship out of, or excuse me, still in college, that was the morning blend which I learned a lot about stage designs, learned a lot about um, prepping and scripting and everything else. So yes, um, it was, that's where my passion, that's where my passion started and progressed. And I incorporated that in my business because I understand a lot about prepping a script, prepping guests, uh, making sure that we run through a few times before I press the record button, right? I make, sh I make sure that the pre-production is really sets the tone and really sets the stage so that when the client comes in, they're well prepped uh they're ready to go get them in get them out get them going and then that's when we move to post-production so all of that i took that experience implemented with my business and it's been it, it really has elevated my business to 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 bigger heights 
And I think, of course, as we continue to keep moving year after year, I always want to make sure that I have a structured, detailed process and that the client understands that, hey, this is not a normal video production that we just set schedule and we'll figure it out, right? I really do want to take my time on getting, giving you confidence, you know, because everyone's not the best video creator. But I want, I, I say, if it's one thing I'm really, really, really good at is I can make you the best well-spoken video creator in three months or less. Really, really two months or less. I can give you the confidence to really get in front of the camera and make you feel as if you're the best video creator alive, right? And I think that's the big, that's what I love the most about what I do is, you know, clients coming back and saying, man, like, I honestly didn't think I was going to ever get better at this. But I, if they, if their brand is, I, I am a wealth advisor that, uh, I'm a passionate wealth advisor that believes in, I don't know, like keeping the family tradition or spitballing something, right? I really want you to get into this mode where as an advisor, you're confident in knowing the market. You're confident at understanding your at understanding your clientele portfolio. I want you to have those conversations. I want you to invite your typical clients and bring out the best in them. But I want you to become that person that you say that you are, right? Because that's the, I guess you can, yeah, that's the brand. That's, that's the uh, kind of going into like the theatricals of it. But that's the character that you want to be, right? Let's mold you into that character. And that's going to come off so much better to those sit down conversations, right? Because if you can do it in front of the camera, you can do it anywhere. So yes, I can, I can turn anyone into the actor that they want to become. Let's just put it like that. Got it. Yeah. What's next for agency ML? <sighs> I would say the biggest thing for me right now is trying to incorporate um, AI in the business somehow. Still trying to figure out. That's a out. whole nother podcast. It is. It really is. It really is. Um, I think as times change, I, I want to learn how to adapt with it. But I think at the end of the day, people always rely on, like, even if we didn't incorporate it, I think another thing I really want to incorporate is films, short films. Right now, I'm I'm in kind of in the process of just writing. Within the next five years, I really want to have a, a mini studio to do either short films or uh, live shows. Um, it really, I guess it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be a short film. It would be more of like a, or a short studio. It would be more of like a, a medium-sized studio. So about like 20,000 square feet or something like that, 15 or 20,000 square feet, where I really do want Milwaukee specifically to be a place where someone, it's a popular TV show, like Jimmy Fallon, like the, you know, the late night show, or, you know, whether if it's an episode on like Netflix um, but I want it, I want the production to be shot in Milwaukee. I really, and just to kind of expand on that and in there, I want Milwaukee to be a place where it's popular in terms of the auditions and popular in terms of the shows. There's so much talent that it's around Milwaukee, where of course high schools have your plays and things like that. Out of that, there's, there's a vast majority of people that do plays for their schools that actually want to take it to the next level. But of course, people think, oh, I have to move to Atlanta. Great place. Have to move to Florida. Great place. Have to move to California. Somewhat of a great place because I know like living there, it costs a lot in, in New York. It costs a lot as well too. So that's why I'm saying that. But I think I want Milwaukee to become a place where you don't have to go to Hollywood. Hollywood will come to us. And I think that's the biggest, that's like the biggest thing right now that I'm working on. I guess you could say new business plan or trying to incorporate that within the business. But I, I want to build a film slash um, television show production where great shows are putting on are, are being put on major networks and people are or people are either moving to Milwaukee or are 
or people or young talent, I'll say, are auditioning in Milwaukee and, you know, becoming the next Emma Chamberlain or the next, I want to say like that, but I would say, I'm trying to think of like a really, oh, or Jenna Ortega. Like, I want like the young talent in Milwaukee, inspiring talent to stay in Milwaukee, to elevate their talent by being, you know, professional actors, professional actresses, and by walking the red carpets. And I want, you know, films and television shows to be nominated for, you know, major awards. So that's the next steps for Agency ML is I want there to be a, a large, medium to large production studio that does television shows, films. Fantastic. Well, um, as the old adage goes, time flies when you're having fun. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we have to say goodbye, but if people want to reach out to you, learn more about Agency ML, learn more about you, your story, or if they just want to say hi, how can they do that? Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, follow me on Instagram. And I would say, yeah, reach out, have a conversation. I love people. Yeah, I love people. Cool, cool. Well, yeah. thanks again, man. Thank you. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.